Hello and welcome to the new Leader Breeder podcast series entitled Unless the Seed, Why God Does Not Want Your Money. We're going to be working through a small booklet that I wrote a few years ago with the same title called Unless the Seed, Why God Does Not Want Your Money. And I'm super excited to be going on a journey with you over the next few episodes. We're going to unlock the power of seed. What is the power of a seed? Unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. My prayer for you over this series, over this next few episodes in this podcast series, is that the Lord is going to really open up a whole new revelation to take you from perhaps being a need-minded Christian to becoming a seed-minded Christian. Did you know that you can either be need-minded or seed-minded? And this series is going to help you unlock the keys to understand the power of seed. Why the power of a seed is so powerful in a Christian's life. Why we have to understand that Christianity exists today because Jesus himself became a seed. So get ready to open up a whole new revelation in your heart, your mind, your spirit, as we're going to unlock a whole lot of new truths in this brand new series called Unless the Seed, Why God Does Not Want Your Money. Can't wait to be with you on the other side of this. Unless the Seed, Why God Does Not Want Your Money, Episode 1. And we're going to be having a look at our introduction part, Why God Does Not Want Your Money. And did you know that God does not want your money? Yes, that's right. You did not hear that statement incorrectly. Let me say it again. God does not want your money, but what He does want is your seed. Since my salvation, I can say without a doubt that the topic God, church, and money must rank as one of the most debated topics within Christianity and church circles. The reason I say this is because I too was one of the cynics, critics, and skeptics when it came to the subject of money, or God, or church. My thought was always, all the church wants is my money. And what has my Christianity got to do with my money? If you're thinking those same thoughts as I did years ago, I can fully relate to your way of thinking. I kept thinking that way until I discovered a seed truth in God's Word. The seed forever changed my life. The purpose of this podcast and the book that I wrote a few years ago is not to try and prove the church or God right and the skeptic or the critic wrong, but it rather serves to open up God's Word to you in a incredibly powerful but simple way. And I want to show you from Scripture what He showed me and why God does not want your money, but rather your seed. So if you are ready to be blessed and to get a whole new understanding of the power of a seed, let's get straight into this new series, Why God Does Not Want Your Money. Our seed scripture verse as we get into this episode today, episode 1, Philippians 4.17, Paul the Apostle writing, he says, Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. So we see this powerful law of seed time and harvest filtering through our Bibles. Another seed scripture is John 12, 24, our theme scripture verse for this whole series. Most assuredly, I say to you, Jesus is speaking, unless a grain of wheat or unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. I want to say to you, as we launch out onto this new powerful series, that Jesus was a seed. I want you to get one thing. If there's one thing you can walk away with in the series, is the power of a seed. Now, Jesus reveals the unless the seed reality to his disciples in John 12, when he declared that unless he, a seed, does not become like a seed, and so is life, and unless the seed does not die, the seed will simply remain a seed. But if the seed of his life is sown, given, it'll produce much fruit. 
what Jesus was ultimately saying was even he was bound by a principle that his father had established when he created the earth, the principle of seed time and harvest. And Jesus himself had to apply this principle in his own life and was subject to this principle in order for his purpose to produce a harvest of salvation. I think you'll agree with me. The seed of Christ's life has produced an incredible harvest of Christians. But think about that for a moment. If seed time and harvest was necessary for Jesus to live by in order to fulfill his purpose, would it not then be needed for us to live by in order for us to fulfill our purpose in life? If God did not allow his own son to bypass the principle governing the whole earth and all creation, why would he allow us to bypass the principles he held his own son accountable to? Again, I'm going to be covering a whole a lot of seed scriptures. Every time I say seed scripture, it's a scripture verse that refers to some form of seed understanding. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You know, I often share the story, perhaps you heard it in one of my previous podcasts as well, or one of the episodes about my grandmother's packet of seeds. I always like to share it because it became such a powerful revelation to me. My grandmother-in-law went home to be with the Lord in 2004. And after my family had sorted out her possessions at her home, they came across 10 packets of flower seeds in her cupboard. She most likely intended to plant them in her garden, but obviously never got around to planting them. What stuck out to me was the date that was, and what she wrote on the back of the packets, and it was dated 1992. Now, fast forward 2004, we understand that those were 12 years that lay in her cupboard. They were still just what they were, packets of seeds that had never been planted. But they were 12 years stored up in a packet. So I was intrigued by this discovery, and I asked if I could have a few of these packets of seeds. By this time, I had a clear revelation of what Jesus meant in John 12, 24, that unless a seed falls into the ground, it remains alone, or in this case, in their packets. I was propelled by this revelation, and I was itching to plant these 12-year-old packets of seed to see what would happen. I took a few packets and planted them in my garden at home. And incredibly, and to my amazement, all the seeds sprouted and grew into the picture promised on the packaging, a full 12 years after the 1992 inscribed date made by my grandmother-in-law. I mean, I learned a huge lesson from the simple experience. A seed will always be ready to produce a harvest, but unless it is sown or planted, it will always and can only remain what it is, a seed. Yet, as those seeds stored in the packets for 12 years, always having the potential to produce a harvest, but because they were never sown, they simply just remain in their seed form. I mean, another story I often share is one of my friend's surprise pregnancy. You know, family, friends of ours, they recently received some surprising news. They heard that they were pregnant with their third child. It wasn't that the pregnancy itself was so surprising, with both of them being in their mid-40s, but they had planned to have more children, with their youngest being almost 17 at the time. So they soon had a beautiful daughter whom they now all love and adore. However, their story got me thinking about the unless the seed reality once again. Here was this happily married family with a now 17-year gap between siblings. My friend always had the ability to produce the beautiful baby daughter within him as could be seen with the other children. But it was only when the seed was sown again the miracle of life or the harvest could and did take place. It wasn't that they could not have more children at the surprising time, but that they simply chose not to have more children. The seed ability to produce never left them. They simply chose not to sow the seed. So as a pastor, I see here in council many people going through tough times in their lives, especially financially. Yet for many of them, 
not all of them, but many, it is much like my friend who had a surprise baby. They all have the seed ability to sow and produce, but they choose not to. This can be for whatever reason. But whilst they chose not to, they will never be able to see change or growth or increase. But like my friend, the minute they sowed again, after a 17-year delay, they produce life again. You see, unless the seed Jesus said is sown, it simply remains what it is, a seed. But when it is sown, it'll produce a great harvest or a grain of increase and growth. I want to say to you, just as we reflect on this chapter and as we look at the context of this very powerful principle, you know what I often use in my, sometimes my Born to Prosper seminars or when I teach this revelation to the church, I use the actual physical packet of seeds. I often shake it and you can actually hear the sound of those seeds inside these packets. You know those little packets of seeds you buy in the, the store, supermarkets or at the nursery and it's normally got a promise on the one side and then it's got a lot of instructions on the other side. Now you'll notice the promise on the front side is normally got a beautiful flower or a beautiful picture of what the, the possibility is of the seed inside this packet. And so I'd hold it up and I'd shake it into the microphone and you could actually hear the seed sound and I'll say to people, do you hear the sound of that seed? They'll say yes. And like my grandmother-in-law's revelation that I shared earlier, she had these packets of seed that she intended to plant, but she never actually planted them. So what was happening was those seeds lay in their seed form and never ever entered the purpose for which they were able to produce. Now, look at Christianity. Look at Beyond My Faith. If you're a Christian listening to this podcast today, you'll know that the seed of Christ produced Christianity. So a seed, the power of seed must never be misunderstood. So many Christians around the world are grappling with, God, when will you bless me? God, when will you bless me? And we've had a look at this Born to Prosper series we did a while back, as well as our God's Financial Secret series a while back, the law of seed time and harvest that God placed on the earth, Genesis 1.11, and the law of dominion and control. Now, you must understand that without a seed being sown, it's impossible for God to produce a harvest on the earth because Jesus himself said that unless he does not become a seed, Christianity would remain as it is. It will remain just, it will die with him. But if it lays itself down, if it dies, it will produce much grain. Now you'll notice back to the example of my grandmother's great-grandmother's packets of seeds is that the promise on the one side, same as the word of God's word, promises us so many things. 8,810 promises in Scripture. But on the back side of that packet of seed, there is a whole lot of instructions. Dig the soil so deep, plant it so deep, water it for so long, sunlight or shade, depending on what type of seed you're planting. A whole lot of instructions that the manufacturer of that packet of seed tells us whenever we buy that packet of seed. When we follow those instructions, what do we find? We find that the promise, the picture of the pretty flower on the outside or whatever it might be, always comes to pass because we simply followed those instructions. Now, our Bibles are full of instructions from the Lord. And those instructions are what? That unless a grain of seed falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. I read to us a few seed scripture verses. Luke 6.38 says, Given it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Seed scripture verse. I want to say to you that you have to get this revelation as we launch out. Whatever you are facing today, be it in the financial area, because this is going to be probably a understanding for you to understand the power of seed in the area of finance. And that's why I say God doesn't want your money. 
Now, if you have a look at money, it's just another form of seed. It's a piece of paper that's got ink in it. And in our case, in South Africa, it's got a few colors in it, different colors, and it's got a, a value to it. But if you take that piece of paper and you track it back to how did, where does paper come from? It comes from a tree. You take a tree, where, you go back, where does that come from? It comes from a seed. Where does the seed come from? It comes from God. So paper actually is seed form in a different variation. Now, if you look at that, we don't go around our gardens hugging our trees all day thinking, oh, how am I going to survive without the tree in the garden? No, we've planted that seed. It produced a tree. We cut the tree down. We made paper of it. We put ink into it. The Reserve Bank in our country, in our case, gave it to the banks. And when you draw the money out of the ATM, you get paid your salary, you draw that cash out, you find that you have a lot of paper, actual seed form in your hand. And yet people go to work for days and months and years worrying about their tomorrow, what they'll eat or drink or wear or put on, hoping to get more of this stuff. But what they actually have in their hand is a seed. And they have to learn, we all have to understand that the power of seed. That's why I said in the introduction as well, that one of the most debated topics I've experienced as a pastor, as a Christian all my life, is this revelation of God, church, money. The church is always labeled as all that the church wants is your money, or prosperity preaching pastors, or greedy pastors, or I don't know why this church preaches about money, but it's amazing. Now, sometimes the same people that have issues with money are the ones that play the lottery or the ones that don't mind getting promotions at their work or don't mind getting increases or they're always trying to have business ventures to make more money. But when it comes to God, the church, and money, it's amazing how people just simply go default zone, go to crit criticism or go to, I don't believe in that. And that's why I say you should never, ever feel obligated to give money. Paul writes it, he says, purpose in your heart what you want to give. We'll cover that later on in this booklet as well. And I shared this in previous uh, episodes in the Born to Prosper and in the God's Financial Secret series is the Lord tithe of Moses versus the faith tithe of Abraham. And I want to say to you again, never see money as an obligation of sort of a financial amount. See money as a seed. See the words coming out of your mouth as a seed. See, the, see your time as a seed. See everything in seed form. And we're going to unlock these very powerful truths in the episodes that lie ahead. And I want you to get this. I'm, I might sound very repetitive at times, but sometimes faith comes by hearing. Well, all, all the time, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And one thing I want to really lay a foundation of is this whole series is around this one um, line or this one topic or this one subject called unless the seed. So in other words, if there is no seed, then the rest doesn't follow. If there is no seed, my friends who had a, a baby later on in life, the eldest child was 17 and the, 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 the wife fell pregnant 17 years later. Now, again, I say to you, it's not that, that they did not have the ability to produce children. They just chose not to sow seed. So I say to you again, every single human that's alive today, it's not that God is out to try and curse you or God is trying to punish you or God is trying to withhold from you. But God hinged his whole creation on this powerful principle called seed time and harvest. So Jesus said, even I am held accountable by my father's own principle unless a seed falls in the ground and dies. It's like I often share in the church when Sharon and I got married early days, it was like, you know, you have your marital fights. Then who's the first one to say sorry? Unless a seed in the marriage sense falls into the ground, who's going to say sorry first in the marriage? And unless a seed falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. 
there were times I remember when we used to have our early days, single, two single people getting married, and you're working this thing out called marriage, that I'd have a, a fight with her or she'd have a fight with me, whatever the pettiness of it was. And sometimes she'd get so upset, she'd take her, her pillow and storm out the room and off down the passage. There she goes. She's now going to go and sulk down there or whatever she's going to go and do. I'm feeling great because I feel like I'm winning this fight. But the reality of the matter is that if that continues and it continues down that line, weeks and months, eventually it ends up in, I don't love you anymore, I want to get divorced. And we see the separation of what God intended to be together, but it's because either party, either the male or the female, refuse to become a seed in that moment, fall into the soil of their marriage and say, what's it worth? I just keep myself alive. Because if the seed does not die, it's going to remain alone. And I want to say to you today, maybe you're listening to this and you're married and you, there's things happening in your marriage right now. You may be going through certain battles. I want to say to you as well, is that never ever forget this powerful revelation unless the seed. If you, maybe you've gone through a divorce. I want to say to you as well, divorce is not final. Learn and get in, if you're entering into a new marriage or new relationship in the future, learn the power of the seed. Have I got it all together? No. I fight, or as a human being with my wife fights with me, we get frustrated, agitated. It's normal. It's not uncommon to have differences as human beings in your business ventures, in your Christian walk, whatever it is. Who's going to be the seed to fall in the ground first? Because unless the seed does not fall in the ground. And so we have a look at this powerful principle called the area of finance, and you wonder, how do I grow my finances? How do I grow my income? It starts with what? A spirit of generosity and understanding the power of seed. Unless a seed does not leave the packet, your bank account, whatever it is, and on a consistent basis and get sown into the soil of the church or the soil of your marriage or the soil of your whatever it is you're believing God to increase, unless the seed does not leave your hand, it's impossible for it to work. Remember, if Jesus had not become a seed and fall into the soil of the tomb and God would not have had nothing to work with or nothing to raise, God hinged his creation on this principle. And so as you are a generous person in your local church, offerings on Sundays, tithes on a monthly basis, first fruits of your increase, we'll cover that in the episodes ahead. It's not the amount that you give or the that you should be happy or sad about. It's the seed that leaves your hand. And one seed produces an apple tree. On that apple tree is 50 apples. Now you've got 50 more opportunities to sow. God always give seed to the sower and bread for food. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9. So again, I say to you, unless the seed, what seed is there in your life right now? What areas, let me say it this way. What area is there in your life right now where there is barrenness? It's most likely there's not enough seed going in that area. If it's in relationships, perhaps there's no seed of forgiveness. Perhaps there's no seed of apology. Or perhaps there's a lack of education. There's no seed of seeking, knocking, asking, of reading a book. There's no seed of enrolling into a YouTube seminar. Whatever it is, there's always a, there's always a need for seed. And you have to understand this very powerful principle unless a seed falls. So you have to take some time, buy out the time, invest in that course, do whatever it is. That is how life advances and progresses. So as we conclude this episode today, I want to say to you, don't ever think that God is against you because God is not against you. God is for you. No thing can separate us from the love of God, Romans chapter 8. But know this, that God has hinged his creation on a principle called the law of seed time and harvest. And if he held Jesus accountable to that principle, 
He's holding you and I accountable to the same. Not punishing us. He punished his son. But unless Jesus did not become a seed, Christianity, heaven, would be non-existent. What area of your life right now, today, as you listen to this, is the Holy Spirit prompting at your heart saying, hey, say sorry. Hey, read that book. Hey, send that CV. Everything is in seed form. Sundays at church. Hey, I've been slack on my tie the last few months. Hey, I've been withholding this. Whatever it is, it's a form of seed. And my encouragement to you today is God is never after your money. And we're going to look at that in the episodes lying ahead because God did not create money. God created seed and we created money. And when we think that money is important to God, it's not. Seed is important to God. And when you treat money as a seed, you're going to start to see your life go into a whole new trajectory. It's going to increase in ways that you won't even believe at all. As we conclude this episode today, as we lay the foundation for this very powerful series, don't underestimate this series. Really, I just said, as I was praying, preparing for the series, I asked the Holy Spirit to really speak through this podcast series, to take some of you from a level of X into a level of Y. Why? Because you are going to become a generous sower of seed in all the days of your life. This, I'm believing the Lord that this podcast series is going to shift something, that your treasure is going to move from perhaps a treasure that is shut to a treasure that is open. Because a good man or a good woman from the good treasure, the healthy treasure from their heart will bring forth good things. Hey, listen, can't wait to be with you in our next episode. Have a great week. And again, like I always say, if you find value in this episode or you find value in the series, share it with your friends. Tell them, hey, listen, I'm listening to a great podcast series. I really believe it's going to help you. And let's get the word out. Let's help people go into whole new levels of their lives. Because why? God said, unless a seed falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. So let the seed of your data <laughs> sow some seed and share this podcast with your world. Can't wait to be with you next week. Listen, have an awesome week. What is that seed you have to sow this week? Come on. Listen to the property of the Holy Spirit. Sow that seed. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's words. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's time. Whatever it is. Maybe it's a little bit of reading a book. Sow that seed and watch what God is going to do. He's going to start to shift things in your life. Have an awesome, awesome week. See you next week in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>